You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. As always, this show is brought to you by lovely listeners just like you. Thank you so much, Hubie, Eddie B, Noodle Swoop, Jalen M, Rome, Fallen Sun, Menok, Number Theory, and all other patrons for making this show possible. You can join them and grab some great perks for yourself over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. Hello and welcome to episode 210 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am Guy Grumpy and this week we've got uh, my good friend and longtime Happy Hearthstone contributor Venkadragon here to talk a little bit about the direction of Hearthstone uh, and how it's going. Uh, Venga, how are you today? I am just absolutely happy to be here and enjoying being with you Uh such a such a good thing, man, and I'm so happy for you that you are are the guy that is doing the the show. And as you know, Andrew and I go way back, and such a such a good guy, and you know, happy for the both of you. And I'm glad that you're the one that's doing the Happy Hearthstone. <laughs> well, I'm definitely glad to have you as well. Uh, you know, I just knowing how how much you contributed to the site and the the podcast in general I, I think you make a great uh first real guest yeah. uh, throwing <laughs> apart the um the set reviews and the goodbye to andrew episode so thank you so much for being here yeah man so this wouldn't be the happy hearthstone though without finding out what's making us happy uh, i'll start and just say you know we are recording just after thanksgiving so you know having the chance to sit stay at home for Thanksgiving without all of the uh, drama of family can be nice sometimes too. Uh, I called this the first no pants Thanksgiving because you could have dinner and not have to adjust the belt <laughs> afterwards. Uh, you just uh, enjoy your meal and, and let the elastic uh, do its job. So uh, what about you, Venga? What's making you happy? Well, I, I you see that I've I've been on the show twice already. Uh, there's actually two episodes that Venga came on to the, the Happy Hearthstone, so this is my third. So I knew the routine and I kind of put it out there first. I was happy that you're doing it, but I'm, in general life and things, it you know the, during these times it is a little bit like where you're you're like you kind of almost feel like you shouldn't be happy, and and then you look back and then you're happy that be for many things you can find many things you're happy about you're happy about people that you know that are succeeding people that are doing well and the achievements that you see others make and you kind of live vicariously through those people so when i see people doing well on twitter when i see people streaming and growing their channels stuff like that that kind of stuff makes me happy and i deal with a lot of different people so I just like to see people grow and that's what I'm happy about, even though that we're all inside and just like hanging out and kind of, you know, you're not able to get out. There's still people that are growing and succeeding and making it happen. And that's the kind of stuff that makes me happy. And that's what I'm happy for. Yeah, that that's definitely a warming thing. Like this is definitely a community podcast and we have a really great community uh, around Hearthstone. There's, you know, obviously some elements that, uh, can be a little bit sour sometimes, but we always come to back together and see, and seeing people succeed, not just in Hearthstone, but you know, in this trying time is is definitely something uh, we can all get behind. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. 
And that's a, actually a perfect segue, though. We wanted to talk about uh, the direction that Hearthstone's going with uh, a lot of the changes that they've made in the last year. Uh, so you want to share some thoughts uh, on that and we'll dive into it? Absolutely. One of the things that I've seen many times on uh, in the direction of where it's going is that if you look at where the, the creators have been, uh, they're going with this idea of more so that the game is going a little bit more recreational than it is uh, as far as competitive. And having said that, though, that's that's bad for some and good for others. But Hearthstone is a fun game. And a lot of people got to realize that that it's it's for fun. I mean, one of the reasons you play it is for fun. That's the direction that I think it's going is that because they do feature more of like the content creators when they do references to the things when they the new expansions have been more for the people that are say more lively and more content driven than they are necessarily the like the awesomest players yeah i can see that i see like especially the last two sets have introduced a lot of more fun mechanics uh, especially this madness at the dark moon fair i find that playing casual is a lot more fun as you just try to uh you know play with, with some of the fun cards. I, I kind of wish that the achievements were still attainable in the casual mode. Uh, and I think that was the initial at- intent. Uh, so hopefully they they work that back into it. But yeah, definitely seems like there's more of a focus on fun. Uh, when you look at some of the top decks now, they don't even use some of the uh, Dark Moon Fair cards. Uh, I think that there's still a lot of the Soul Demon Hunter that hasn't added a, a single thing from the Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. Um, and those are the ones that are competitive. So I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes it's hard for, for the like preview, um, parts though, to include competitive players because they do want people that have a lot of reach. And a lot of times the competitive players reach just isn't there. Um, that, that, I mean, there are competitive players, uh, that, that do stream and and have success, but uh, a lot of the the top ones aren't as big. Um, so from a promotional standpoint, you can kind of see why they shy away. It's just a little bit weird that they've been re- releasing the the new sets like right before uh, Masters Tour things like that. Um, yeah, well, the, it it's funny, and and as you know, then the audience may may not know that I do come from a poker background as well as a marketing background. Like I played mm-hmm. poker a lot of times for, from, well, a lot of times it's funny. From, from 2003, say to 2015, I was like pretty much full-time poker player. And in that business, the, the, the there's a, there is a need for new players to come in and we, and we would call those players new blood. Right. And it was always the same thing as what I see is going on in Hearthstone. You have this situation where the, the game needs new blood because the grinders, let's say that there's people who are just are really good at the game and they can play four, six, eight hours a day and grind out the quests and stuff like that. They don't, Blizzard doesn't make any money off of those people. So they have to attract, they have to attract this audience of people that bring in cash. The recreational player will just plunk down money because it's recreational to them. And if they don't grind, Right. So Hearthstone used to be based on a simple fact that the interface was very much just like 
all you would do is one click here, one click back. Remember the quest would be, there's just three at the bottom. It was very simple, click it, this and that. And you, it, and it was, the interface was very easy. Now it's a lot more involved. I, I find myself as a player that does play often enough that I could kind of consider myself a grinder that going through and, and clicking all the different quests and stuff like that and have to doing that. It's not necessarily that entertaining to me. And that's because it's not targeted towards people that are grinders and play the game longer. And that's hmm. funny because many of those people are the ones that are on Reddit and on Twitter and here and there complaining about it. The new players don't know that that's a problem. They don't, they, for them, it's fun. They like the graphics. It's more graphical and more story based than it has been before. So that's a shift in the way that this game is going. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that that you say as a grinder, then you're not as interested in going in through all the the different menus and things that they've added. Like I find myself spending um, a lot of time in the achievements section trying to figure out what the new achievements are and how I can put together a deck that can specifically target those achievements. And I see I see that as kind of a grinder, um, like maybe an advanced casual or early grinder uh, uh, function that you just want to collect it all. Um, that's that collector mindset uh, with you. But yeah, so so I still find that stuff to be kind of fun, and it's I probably have even spent more time in that uh, some days than uh, actually playing the game, which is a little yeah. bit weird. Well, it, it's it's an element that a lot of people they'll collect for different reasons, or they'll play for different mm -hmm. reasons. Entertainment is is not always the same. Like I'll give you an example. Like let's say that you're at a baseball game. Right. And you know that we both love baseball. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so you're hanging out and you're, you're at a baseball game and a guy hits a home run. You jump out of your chair and you, you you scream. Yeah. You know, you're excited. Right. And you're like and it's like cheering. A crowd is cheering and everything. The, that's fun. Right. Entertaining. Mm -hmm. But now you're watching chess. Right. And you're watching or you're watching someone play Hearthstone who's in the in the in the the Masters tour. When there's a checkmate, right, in chess, you, people don't jump out of their chair and scream, yes. It's still entertaining, though. You follow what I'm saying? It's like still yeah, yeah. entertaining. So there's different sources of entertainment. And as a player who is in the Masters Tour, like some of the old school players, they are not as entertained by seeing all of the the imagery and the and the trickiness of the cards they just want to see the skill because they understand mm -hmm. the skill Rec recreational players and new players who come to the game want to see all the magic and the craziness that happens where the opponent is clearly ahead and then that come from behind victory and it's just the madness and the explosions and things like that so it's just a shift in the way that the the game is going there's just it's just just a different targeted type of entertainment and by the way Guy, there's nothing wrong with being having that collector habit in Hearthstone. <laughs> it doesn't clutter up your house at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. I have a lot of that anyway. So Hearthstone, uh, 
the cards don't take up a lot of space, but you know, my Murloc collection and other, <laughs> other parts do still end up being a lot of clutter. Yeah. Uh, and there are, there are some though that think that they're with some of the changes that they've made to the monetization of the game, that it's taking advantage of people like me that really feel like we've got to have it all. Um, and that they've made it more expensive by, um, you know, making this change with the tavern pass that you you get collectors to pay for the cosmetics on the the top bar and extra XP um, to earn less gold um, and make the game a little bit more expensive. So, what are yeah. your thoughts on on that? Well, that's a like that's a pricing issue, right? It's mm-hmm. it, and the thing is, is again that I I. It, a company is made to make money, right? Blizzard is a is a business. It's not a charity. And if you feel satisfied in buying the product and your and your and the value, right, for what you exchange your money for is there. So if you're entertained, if you feel perceived value or you get value or whatever it may be, and as long as you're happy with doing that, then it's not a problem. But if you're not happy with it, they're not taking advantage of you. I mean, that's like saying, you know, that the pair of Nike shoes that you bought for $150 is not worth it to you. How do I know what's worth it to you? Sometimes people are funny because why do people have to put their perceived thing that, oh, they're taking advantage of the the collector guy, the guy that has the desire for that? I don't know where that really ends in business it's a business it's not just here for us to 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 be the only ones making money say you're a streamer or whatever and you make money from streaming or you're a player and you you i don't know it's a different form of entertainment you understand it's like that that Mm -hmm. that thing you if you get value from it fine right yeah though uh, i think i think the point there is more that uh, there's a there's a really large Hearthstone community as far as people that play, and part of the fun is you know meeting new people, having a consistent um, uh, experience when you play. Uh, like when they first made Wild, then it was very busy for a while, and then uh, over time, then a lot of people just left Wild and stayed in Standard only. Uh, so you ended up with long queue times, and that experience isn't very much fun. So yeah. uh, it it there's value for the individual that you can find and say, Hey, I'm still getting value out of this. And people like me that, you know, maintain the full set aren't really as affected by it, but others uh, that were free to play or, um, you know, contributing to the community just by, you know, being on the ladders uh, really, really drive probably at least half of the, um, the, economy so when they're struggling then you can really feel it uh, either or you can expect to feel it in longer wait times or you know just not feeling quite as good about uh, the way things are going and and some of the the new track uh at first i was really excited to buy it because i was earning a lot of gold real fast while you're going through levels really fast but now i'm up to level 30 and you know it's taking more than more than one daily quest to get the the gold reward. Um, I feel I can feel it. I, it feels not as good that you're you're revolving around the quests, uh, the dailies and the the weekly quests to gain new levels because there's just not enough for playing. Um, and 
yeah, so even though I'm not using the gold, I, I still feel like I'm not being rewarded for playing uh, as much uh, yeah. as I was before. Yeah, I can I can see that. And I just want everybody to know that, that when you're listening to this, I'm just speaking from a point of, yeah, yeah. of I guess, objectively, right? I'm looking at mm-hmm. it from that side. I may not really agree with the fact of their pricing model and the way that they're doing this. That, But I'm just speaking of trying to say, I think this is what Blizzard is trying to do, right? So mm-hmm. I kind of like, but I have a hard time sometimes with that because you're, when you're on the side of where you've you've been playing in a certain way so long, mm-hmm. you have this notion, a preconceived notion of how it should be, right? So if you're a new player and you come in, so in today's world, right, if you're just a new player, you've never played Hearthstone before, the the grinding that, that you're talking about and stuff like that, it is what it is to them. There is no mm-hmm. preconceived notion. The only notion that comes through and the only way that they can get any information is if they join this community of people that saying it's not as good as it used to be or this mm-hmm. and that. And so in a sense, I maybe we're getting a little deep out here, but the community itself needs to make the place welcoming to uh we owe it to the to the new players to make it welcoming. Hey, it's it's different than it used to be, um, and this is how it is, and we can accept that. There has to be some acceptance from the community. So I think it, mm-hmm. in some ways, all this toxic talk that it's gouging and it's bad and stuff like that is really not fair to the new player because they're coming in. Oh wow, this is fun! I get to click on this. I go through. I can one through five and stuff. You know, it's just the state of the state of the times. If it changes, things change. The game had to evolve because there's yeah. so many other good games that are out there that allow people to be entertained with for other reasons. And, and that's a really great point. And especially if you look back at the last year and a half, they've made a lot of changes to the game that were more in favor of the player. Things like the revamping of the end of month rewards, the removal of uh, duplicates, the duplicate protection uh, rules for for collecting. So it's actually less expensive than it was for the first four years of, or first five years of Hearthstone's existence to collect a whole set. Uh, it's just, you know, different ways i guess of looking at it uh and when you see that kind of progress uh and then and i don't think that this this new uh tavern pass system we've we've fully understand yet um like they did mention special events that'll get us extra gold and and things like that so there's definitely going to be some tweaks going to it to make it a better experience i would expect uh for the player um so it's it's just kind of weird to think seeing everything that they've done for the the previous year and a half that I kind of give them a, a bit of a pass on this one um, as a maybe a mistake for the feeling of the rewards. But, you know, I definitely uh, can understand um, monetization. And you make a great point about new players. You want to embrace them and let them feel like they're part of the community. And hopefully we can get them some better uh, better deals down the line by, you know, bringing up some of these things. But there's there's definitely a less toxic way of doing it. Yeah. And that's why the they've gone t- more towards the idea of the creator, right? The guy that has the traffic and the YouTube channels, then they have the esports thing. 
because it's a similar thing to, like I said, in poker, there is an element of grinding and just they're sitting at the table and they're just kind of quiet and they're not really saying anything or doing anything. And their sort of entertainment is from skill and the fact that these are great players that, that do it. So the, the, the content creator can create animations themselves and, and welcome people into the community. Uh, I'm not really crazy about the Tavern Pass idea, but the thing is, is I have a problem sometimes, again, because I'm a, I'm a marketing mind. I always think, well, how can I put myself in the shoes of, of the new player or the old player? And then it's hard because, you know, I'm a human being. I'm not a robot. I can't just, you know, not think what I think. Uh, I think that the, that it's just a difference in pricing and the way that the game goes. I kind mm-hmm. of, I, I, I've always known that Hearthstone was an expensive game. And we had done something when, the, you know, the show that Ecor and I do, the Hearthstone Meta Hype, we had we had talked about how I spent two thousand dollars on Hearthstone. I, when I started, I didn't know it was a free to play game. That's how, that's how <laughs> stupid I am. <laughs> I'm sitting there playing. It's easy to dive in. <laughs> I, I I I I used to I used to break out the credit card to play the arena. <laughs> uh, yep. I didn't know I didn't know you could use gold. I because there was no the, so it's. There was no way that you could really grind. Like it didn't really show you there was a grind. There was no instruction mm-hmm. manual. Like it didn't say grind. All the, all you do is go to the cashier and and you would see the two ninety nine or whatever it was for the to, for the to play at the tavern. You know, not the tavern in the in the arena, right? So talk about misleading your and taking advantage of people that don't understand, right? They just you just go in there. You all you see is oh, I got to buy this, so I go play. You know, twenty games later, you're at fifty bucks, and it's and it's it, you know, and you're losing. You're you're playing one. Right. You're playing three games when you first start out, right? You're not. Getting, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have the so there. There's just a different way that things are making money for it, and so I think all in all, in order for Hearthstone to uh, uh, succeed, they they have to make a change. Uh, I'm sorry to keep going on this but i wanted to say also it's like a restaurant though there is one problem that's happening here a little bit and what a restaurant sometimes they make the mistake is they you can't change you can't chase profits by raising your price so what that means is like let's say your steak dinner is 20 is 20 20 and you have less customers so you you want to make more money so what you do is you raise your price. You go in and then you go to 30. And now your customers are like, oh, man, uh, that's just too high. I can't afford that, right? Then that, they, So you're not chasing profits. I get that notion a lot from uh, watching Gordon Ramsay episodes, Kitchen Nightmares, right? Gordon Ramsay, Kitchen Nightmares. They, he always preaches that, that you can't, change, you can't chase profits profit by raising price and that's essentially what blizzard is doing and that is bad they're getting less customers right and they're trying to kind of raise the price on the on on the old customers and they're getting less less customers in and here's the interesting thing though is is that a lot of times the gordon ramsay episodes will will he'll say 
your regulars aren't paying your bills. In fact, they're holding back. Well, and then the restaurateur goes, look, I, I, I don't want to offend my rest regulars. He goes, well, they're offending you. They're not spending any money with you anymore. Change it up. Hmm. So that's kind of like what Hearthstone is, is doing and being forced to do is because there are players that are in the old account base that don't want to pay. And I'm not saying that they that, that that I'm not saying that they don't have the right to not want to pay. We all we all do. But the game, if you notice, it kind of has changed the focus. It doesn't really focus on free to play game. It's not like that's not the way it's been targeted lately, right? It's like you don't go Hearthstone, the free to get, free free to play game. You know. I mean, I th- I think that it's still retains that free to play and i think that the duplicate protection helps uh with that quite a bit i mean granted the power level of the epics and legendaries uh kind of make it seem like it's not uh geared that way but you know seeing even some of the content creators that you had mentioned before uh make their free to play runs on other servers and doing really well shows that it's still possible and uh probably is even the 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 way most people play, maybe not most, but a, a good portion play, um, and at least minimal investment. Um, so uh, even though it's not being advertised necessarily as free to play, it still shows up on all of the app stores as a free to play. And, um, and I, I think, I think that's still a large part of their player base. Um, and there is some value to the time that you get from those people as well. So uh, I think it's important for Blizzard to still listen to some of this feedback and make some more adjustments uh, as they have been uh, pretty regularly for the last year and a half uh, to keep that player base happy. Uh, understanding though that, yeah, they are a business and they need to find new ways to re-monetize or, or uh, upsell uh, people. Um, it's just right now it feels like it's more geared towards uh, uh, sensational base that um, is very passionate about the game and in both ways, uh, right? Yeah. When there's good things that happen, then they're quick to praise. When bad things happen, uh, then they're, they're quick to um, share displeasure. Yeah. And Lizard does a better job than people think. I, I think that's, for, or some people think. I don't think the majority of people think that Blizzard does a terrible job in listening to the community. Right now we have six sets in Hearthstone. So there's 135 cards in each, six sets. That's a lot of cards to balance. Plus they've added a new class in Demon Hunter. So there's 10 classes to to balance. And these changes that everybody wants to have happen they it's very difficult to manage all of this and keep a keep an expansion balanced Hearthstone does a good thing at listening they do go into the forums they do listen to twitter i've i've even seen posts from them in reddit and places where they get just killed by by people but there are Mm -hmm. a lot of good people that are also saying hey you know we understand we want changes and they're doing it in a reasonable way and mm-hmm. you know those people will be heard they do listen they nerf sometimes they i think they nerf sometimes too quickly and but they do listen i mean look at a couple of months ago we had the toad mage or tortoise mage 
right? How long did that last? I mean, the, the community was, and nobody was nice to Blizzard over that, right? Everybody was yelling and screaming right. at them, right? Oh, you guys are crazy. But they listened and they made the change pretty quickly. So it's just a matter of time. They, they have to get the numbers in. They have to listen to as much feedback as they can, filter out a lot of the noise and negativity. There's always going to be negativity mm-hmm. when there's change. So yeah, yeah, but, and I I completely agree with that Blizzard Blizzard does have their fingers on the pulse, so they they hear you when you when you have your complaints and when you share your successes. So there's been a lot of things that they've done, uh, even just this year, to address some of the concerns, like uh, with the um, the uh, theory crafting sessions beforehand, then there's a lot of complaints that other people, you know, they set the meta, et cetera. And even though that wasn't really the case, if you look at the decks that they built um, and the amount of time that they put into it beforehand to build really great decks, uh, that it didn't actually, the numbers didn't actually show, but this time um, they did it differently. They took deck submissions from uh, Reddit and, you know, implemented that so that people had to, the content creators that they chose had to play with those decks that was were theory crafted by the the main um, you know Reddit page or voted up by by Reddit even. Uh, similarly, there is a lot of complaints that they always just highlight the same content creators every time. And for their their big events like the theory crafting sessions and their um, I don't want to call them tournaments because they don't bring in the competitive players uh, so much, but their their show matches, uh, then they still do. But they have started doing a lot more with the smaller content creators. For instance, I was on the the Blizzard launcher even. So they're, they're recognizing that there's there's value in promoting the the smaller people and reaching out and uh, giving um, giving more to the community. They gave out probably more uh, Madness at the Dark Moon Fair packs than ever before, and they supported uh, their smaller streamers even through their their sub gifting. So they're doing a lot to promote the game, uh, like you said, through the content creation more so than the um, than the pro side. Uh, do you think that's kind of a sign that they're moving away from a competitive scene and or just that the focus um, maybe shifts a little bit more in favor of the entertainer? Well, this is pretty, this is pretty crazy. You guys are going to, I'm going to drop a bombshell on you guys. And I don't know if, I don't know if heads are ready on this, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't know if you are a guy, but you could just <laughs> stra- strap on your seatbelt and, and get ready for this one. I think that the competitive Hearthstone scene, and it's kind of crazy us saying this because you know that we're both in a, have a competitive Hearthstone team through Hype Horizon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the, I don't think the competitive scene will completely die out. But I was looking at Twitch, right? And Twitch is very interesting. The Have you noticed that Twitch has now on there, it has browse, games, esports, IRL or something on the on their browser, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so how does this all tie in? Twitch is has esports on there. Right, they recently just went through and banned a streamer from their play their from their playthrough uh, tournaments because he stream snipes one, but he didn't realize that like it wasn't it's XQZ his name is, and he got he got banned um, from it, and they put down language in there that was very much esports driven. Right, they were like 
this looked like it was a sanctioned statement. Like it was very like, not like Twitch. They said we're, it just seemed very, very corporate and like that they're going the league direction and esports. Mm -hmm. Blizzard was dealing with Twitch and used to stream Hearthstone esports on Twitch. They have since signed a contract with YouTube to always stream Hearthstone on YouTube for their events. So these companies know things. They talk about plans. And when you're negotiating deals, well, what's your plans for the future? Blizzard may say to, to Twitch. And Twitch will come back. We're going more into esports. Blizzard says we're going more into a to more of a recreational thing. The two companies then come to an agreement. They both have NDAs. They keep this behind the scenes and they change focus and they change direction. And they say, okay, listen, no hard feelings. We just have a different direction. We're going to go and stream on, on YouTube. Um, and, and that's that, right? It's a business decision. It's nothing personal. They're not mad at each other, right? But if you look at it from that standpoint, I believe that's an indicator as to why Blizzard is now streaming Hearthstone on YouTube and hmm. not Twitch. It's because they wanted to go, They, they. It, it's just, it would be a conflict of interest. I don't think they wanted to have this, um, this the, the, the league thing set in there. You know, like they, they wanted to control the league themselves. And it looks like Twitch is going to be, honestly, they're going to be like the, the place eventually for leagues and esports. So it's kind of interesting. I kind of like circled around this whole thing. The reason why they left is because because it's esports, but it's because it's a conflict. It's really it's really interesting. Look at it and start to, and just check it out. It's interesting. Yeah, interesting. I just kind of assume that they're always talking to the different content providers or uh, platforms and uh, just came up with a but a good deal for Overwatch League uh, on YouTube. And as part of that, then they just kind of throw in the Hearthstone, which often feels like that's the case on the esports side of Hearthstone, that uh, they're just kind of thrown in things. Um, so, yeah, it's a, that's an interesting take. I'll have to do a little bit more research. But <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I kind of I kind of spun it all over the place. I threw some stuff on the table, and, <laughs> and everybody can clean up the mess and and uh, and feel free to to contact you know like contact guy with your questions about what I said, not me. <laughs> I, I I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I'll listen to the show again and try to make sense of it. <laughs> yeah, I will too, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Venga. Well, uh, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show to talk about that today, but I understand you also have a card of the week for us. Oh my goodness, yeah. Well, everything revolves around Hearthstone for us. You know, the happy Hearthstone is... Uh, is a place that has a community and the community revolves around happiness and joyousness for community spirit, Hearthstone cards, the card of the week, they sit at their chairs and they wait to hear what the card of the week is on the happy Hearthstone. And that card obviously has to be revolve from Shaman. The one mana transform all minions into random ones with the same cost. There's, a problem though there is a little bit of a wah, wah, wah to it and that would be 
you have a nice big taunt up there and the guy throws down a one mana revolve and changes all of the minions into non taunts <laughs> and now you 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 know it's uh it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about it a little bit on the uh, the meta hype. Yeah. So it's an interesting card, and I like that card a lot. But I I want to give Blizzard uh, here. I am. I'm like the Blizzard fanboy today a little bit. They they actually this card helped out Shaman a lot, and w- one of the nice things about it is is it plays so well with the with the bunnies. You know, you drop them down, and you can. Mm-hmm. revolve them and you get nice three instead of one health minions you get some other ones you you and you won't get and you won't get doomsayer too which is nice as as because that's three mana the card is three mana so it, it usually you get a better than a one one right so this card mm-hmm. really helped out the class so there was an, an element of where people were in the in the forums and stuff and saying yo we got to Got, we got to make shaman great you know shaman is is failing a little bit and it's you know, where's my shaman where where is it you know and this is this is the cigar this is a card there where it has they've listened they gave some cards that made sense for the class to have this revolve devolve evolve shaman ramp enhancement shaman all this so um yeah, Re- Re- Revolve is my card of the week, and it's something to really take a look at. It's I like it because it defines an archetype. It will. Yeah, like they've even started calling the old Evolve Shaman archetype Revolve Shaman now. Yeah, it's a defining card. It's changed. It's created a new ar- archetype as well, and it also structures it that you can't go. You, you go really specifically one way. And it and it's nice because there you you wouldn't r- run like Grand Totem Eyesore or in that and <laughs> and revolve it just wouldn't make sense. So there's there's good decks that will make sense. And it's also believe it or not, this is what's cool about this card is it's given value to the old cards that you had in the other sets. There were some really bad cards in the in the other sets that that now have life because of this and that's um and they fit well into the deck and mm-hmm. yeah desert hairs yeah okay yeah desert hairs yeah yeah and the card specifically to mention that it's given support to that was in an old set is desert hairs right so the thing is is basically if you spent money on it or spent time getting that card that felt bad back then three mana one three one ones bad card not such a bad card right now where they've given you the support from the revolve so revolve is kind of hey it's it's enhanced your your collection you've now gotten more value for what you you know for these cards so that's a that's a good thing they listened so revolve Evolve. And did you have a song? Did you have a song for it? We shaman. I hope you like shaman too. We shaman, we shaman, we shaman, we shaman. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you like shaman too. And every day and every night 
When the moon is in the light, we revolve around the desert hairs. We shaman. I want to shaman with you. We shaman, we shaman, we shaman, we shaman, we shaman, we shaman. I hope you like shaman too. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Venga. This was a lot of fun today and uh, enlightening. I, I like hearing more about some of the thoughts from the business side that maybe people don't think about very often. Any final thoughts before we let you go? Uwakuwa. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> it was such a such an awesome time. Just wanted to say that uh, how much I appreciate it, the opportunity to hang out with Guy Grumpy, even though we we speak a lot. Uh, behind the scenes and stuff it's always cool to get onto discord and and also get in front of you guys uh, in the in the community i uh, think that a lot of people who do know me from twitter and stuff like that don't necessarily know the the real venga and i i'm welcoming you to say hello and let's make friends and you know let's be happy there's a lot of things to be happy for Life is good. So, with, <laughs> yeah. So, with that said, how can they find you? Uh, you can find me on twitter.com slash Vangadragon. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Vangadragon. You can find me on facebook.gg slash Vangadragon. You can find me anywhere there's social media with the slash Vangadragon, including Vangadragon.com slash YouTube as well, because I do stuff there. So, Lots of ways to find me. Um, if if you don't find me, I'll find you. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I wanted to take a moment to remind you that you are the happy hearthstone. This podcast exists for you and is sustained by you. There are so many great ways to support what we're doing. And I just want to ask that if this is one of your favorite shows, or if you listen to every episode, that you just consider how you may be able to support the show. Our Patreon is the best way to support the show financially, and I'm incredibly thankful to each of you who have jumped on to support this way. If you'd like to join, head over to patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone to see the cool perks that are available. And note, there will be some changes for December patrons. We'll be removing the $2 tier and rolling those perks back to the $1 tier and making a few changes to the higher level. So please review those changes and make sure that you're at the level that you'd like. Another way to support is reviewing the episode on your favorite podcast apps. This helps a lot when people are searching for Hearthstone podcasts. And new reviews are especially helpful as they show an engaged audience and let people know what they can expect from the new host. Finally, you can support the show by reaching out to be a part of it. Do you have a topic that you'd like to talk about, a deck that you want to show off, or even just want to geek out about our favorite card game? Reach out to me via email or DM with your interest in being part of the show. I'd love to have you on. Also, we want to send a humongous thank you to Menuk and Number Theory for being producers of the Happy Hearthstone. Your love and support is felt every time this show is made, and I really can't help but send out a very special thank you your way. You guys are awesome. Much love. As always, we'd love to know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see added to the show for future episodes. Check out the show notes for more information on how to get a hold of me or The Happy Hearthstone. You can find those over at thehappyhearthstone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Much love, everyone.